on this episode of This Is Game Boy, Slater! <laughs> And welcome back to a brand new episode of This Is Game Boy. Uh, we've been gone for a while um, due to a lot of things, a lot of busy things, a lot of uh, not so fun things for me. Uh, those being, yeah, things breaking all around me and having to deal with that. Always a fun time, but we're back on track now. We uh, skipped one release date, I guess, for an episode. Um, because, yeah, we, we've all been quite busy. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about that. But, yeah, like always, uh, I'm Muna, and with me I have Baltic Gaming. Hello. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, uh, what have you been up to for the past, well, I guess, month <laughs> uh, since our last recording? Might even be a little bit longer than that. Whew, that is a loaded question, let me tell you what. Um... So game-wise, Assassin's Creed 1 uh, for the Xbox 360, obviously. Bloodlines for the PSP. Uh, worst Assassin's Creed game I've ever played. Um, and I'm uh, currently going through Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, which is a glitchy, glitchy mess right now. Hmm. Um, it's pretty disastrous. <laughs> um, I played through Layers of Fear 2, which was not as good as Layers of Fear 1 in my opinion, but still a decent game. Uh, Firewood, which is a indie horror game. Serena, which is a point-and-click indie horror game. Free on Steam, by the way. Settled, which is a indie horror game. Uh, <laughs> Dollar on Steam, by the way. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, there's was like a second playthrough of that. Splinter Cell Blacklist, because I was upset at Ubisoft's E3 conference by not announcing a new Splinter Cell. Uh, I finally played through Celeste, first time ever. Fantastic game. Frustrating at points, but fantastic game. Uh, Gato Roboto. After watching Mo play it on stream a while back, I uh, got it on the Steam sale for I think like five bucks or whatever it was. And uh, that's a super fun game. If you're looking for a Metroid style game that has a cat, that's that's what you're looking for right there. Yeah. Um, Dissolving, which is a indie horror game, free on Steam. It is a very weird game, and I cannot. I don't know if I liked the game or not. It's 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 super bizarre. Like it has secret click points in it that open up paste bins to other stories. Okay. So like you get pulled out of the game way too often. Like you, it's really hard to like keep track of what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting. But it's real. It's just really hard to understand what's happening. Um, Venture Kid with Venture Kid speed running and routing. Uh, Venture Kid is basically it pays some pretty close homage to Mega Man. Um, it's uh, eight stages, eight or nine stages, and uh, then you go into a space fortress, which is basically the Wily stages. Uh, there is a bad and a good ending. If you collect all these hidden treasures throughout the game, you access the good ending, which is basically like the Solgren fight in Bashi. Uh, it's 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 a it's an endurance round, that's for sure. Uh, it's a very fun game, though. It's pretty short. I think blind it took me like an hour and a half or two hours blind. 
Um, speed run is about a half hour long. Uh, Roger Rabbit Game Boy speed runs. I've been doing some of those. I fi- I took second place. I finally got the video uploaded to that. Um, I've been learning uh, Octopath Traveler speed runs. So I've actually gotten into back into speed running a little bit. Uh, I've been learning the Haunted single story uh, speed run for Octopath. I'm probably gonna learn Tressa next. Uh, and then other than that, I've literally spent most of my time at GDQ or being prepared for GDQ. So SGDQ is super cool. Uh, saw a lot of people, taught a lot of Game Boy games, played a lot of games. A whole nine yards. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I definitely maybe wanted to go to SGDQ, but like I said before, it's literally unaffordable for me. Like I'm not gonna oh, spend it's super uh, expensive. Like yeah. two thousand five hundred euros just just to go there. That's definitely out of the question. Um, yeah, I've been just playing a lot of non Game Boy games really, um, mostly because um, again, like we said before, we're working on that database. Um, I had one week of vacation like uh, two weeks ago and I spent 15 hours of that vacation just uh, scanning in all my Game Boy cards. Um, I'm up to (laughs) 371 games right now. Um, So I scanned all of those in to to have uh, pictures of the cards, uh, the front of them. Um, So yeah, I spent 15 hours in Photoshop just cutting those out and, and placing them in a folder with the correct name so that Lex can use it later on for uh, for um, what's the word uh, putting the things in the database <laughs> uh, can't come up with the word right now whatever uh, so what I still have to do of course is um, yeah just take pictures of all the boards of those games but I still haven't found like a good way to tackle that, but that's gonna take me a lot of time as well. Luckily in that case, I don't have to cut anything out anymore. I just have to put the, put the pictures in the in the folder and, and give them a correct name. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. I played some Game Boy games. Um, I did Lawnmower Man, which <laughs> is uh, yeah, like an acid trip that game. It's very weird it's very hard as well especially if you don't know what you're doing um like you if you take one hit you basically lose a life unless you powered up by getting enough cds or whatever they are um if you have a full bar of those you can take one extra hit at least um and then it's like a 3d shooter game um there's a a race uh, well not a, yeah it's kind of a race but like you don't have to be first or anything you just have to destroy the <laughs> other cars um but yeah it's it's like a platformer it's like a shoot 'em up it's like a driving game it has very interesting ideas but um yeah it's it's definitely not a great game at all um but it took me like an hour to get through it so not that bad um i also played toy story for game boy um i'm sorry <laughs> that is yeah it, it's just a very very laggy game um it's not hard or anything you do have to be a little bit careful because there are uh limited continues in that game but but it's not a hard game or anything it, it's just a really weird one especially the second stage i believe where you have to get all the toys to their appropriate sections um 
took me a while to figure out what they actually expected me to do there. But uh, yeah, all in all, it's it's not a great game. So <laughs> I would just steer away from it and then go watch the movies because yeah, those are it's pretty boring. Those are great. Um, two days ago, I played Snow Brothers Junior on uh, Game Boy, um, which is basically the same game as the NES one, but it has ten more stages. Um, I don't know much about Snow Bros. I don't know if it's a well-loved game or anything. I do know both versions are pretty expensive games to have. Um, it's it's kind of like a bubble-bobble game where you destroy all uh, enemies on a screen and then you move on to the next screen. And after a few levels, you get into a boss fight. Um, it's not hard or anything, but you do have uh, limited continues as well. Like, I almost did not make it. And it's a pretty long game, to be fair. It's, it's like almost an hour long, so if you... <laughs> yeah, if you lose all your lives uh, when you're almost at the end, it's it's kind of bothersome to go through it again. Especially because the con I don't know if it's the controls for the Game Boy version because I've heard from uh, from one of the runners of the NES version that even the NES version it it I don't know it it feels like you're trying to work with a brick or something. Um, it's super floaty. It doesn't respond very well, making it a lot harder than it should be. Um, and now, finally, somebody um, picked Link's Awakening for me to play. <laughs> um, it was on my list. It was not crossed out to be like the last game I'll ever play or something for portable pleasure. So it finally got picked. Playing through that game, it's always a fun time. I'm just trying to do like, quote unquote, 100%, uh, I guess. Like, I, I skip a few things that I absolutely don't need, but I'm not like trying to... Uh, break the game too much sometimes i i do like to put in a little speed running trick here and there just because it's fun for me um but yeah I, I love that game it's one of my favorite games so it's it's kind of fun to play through that but that's basically all i've been doing for game boy games um i've been playing a lot of crash uh, team racing nitro fueled which is like the the new version of the old game with some levels of tag team and, and nitro card put into it uh which i feel is a shame um it's nice that you have a lot of tracks in that game more than uh the 22 i believe from the original game for sure but um they also basically screwed themselves out of making a sequel because all of those stages are now uh literally um in this game um yeah, it plays very well. Um, there have been some issues that, that things are not working correctly, but they do try to patch things up here and there. And there's like this whole online Grand Prix thing where you can like unlock new characters. Um, they give you new stages, like it came with a new stage Twilight Tour, I believe it's called. Um, there's not much to it really, it's just all to unlock, um, what do you call it, aesthetics to get other cards and things like that and there's a leaderboard if you're really interested in that but um yeah I, I don't super care i'm just trying to unlock the things that are tied to the grand prix that you couldn't get otherwise but um yeah that's that's about it i'll try to complete that game i'm almost done just the time trials that are gonna be the hardest part for sure um speaking of horror games on steam um I finally bought the, uh, I always forget the guy's name, but I bought the trilogy with the cat lady, Downfall, and um, 
Nice. And Lorelei. So I'm I'm now going through the Cat Lady. Um, I was hoping to finish it this week, but um, then suddenly my TV died, which I was using as a second monitor, so I had to get another monitor um, and order a new TV and things like that. So it's it's been a rough week for me. Um, Especially because yesterday when I came home, like I got my new monitor so I can finally play console games again. Um, but yeah, I came home and then my laptop wouldn't start anymore. Um, eventually I got it running again, but there's definitely something wrong with that as well. I have no idea what's going on anymore, but it's driving me absolutely crazy for sure. Um, then there's two more things I played. I started the Mega Man Legacy Collection, played through Mega Man 1. Uh, one, two, three, four, and five. Still have to do six, uh, and also did some of the challenges that in are in that game. Some of them are pretty rough. Um, if you are not like they, they are really made for people who know how to speed run this game, basically. So you you really have to know what you're doing. So it will take me a while to to actually get through everything in that game. But it's fun. Uh, the only problem is there's a lot, a lot, a lot of input delay on the collection which is something you don't want for a Mega Man game but you can work your way around it if you get used to it uh, and the last thing I played is Super Mario Maker 2 uh, went through the story mode played a few levels of people uh, that I know that that made actually great levels haven't uh, been able to find the time to actually make a level myself also haven't really come up with any ideas for it um, but yeah that's pretty much what I've been doing the past month I guess does the Mega Man Legacy Collection is that Mega Man like 1 through 10 or is it just 1 through 6? 1 through 6 um, there's Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 which is uh, 7, 8, 9 and 10 with its own pair of challenges okay. again of course sure huh and I'm excited to watch you play Cat Lady, Downfall, and more Lilo. Yeah, Those we're. Awesome I, I think I'm in the uh, penultimate chapter for the Cat Lady. Um, I know at least PLD has been having a lot of fun watching that game because it's so crazy. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's really great. I'm gonna see <clears throat> what it takes to actually get the different endings because there are three or four of them. Uh, but I think yeah. it requires you to like actually replay the entire game almost. So. Yeah, we'll see how how I will do that, but it's just fun because like you try to play the character, but you also kind of want to do your own choices in the game. Um, yeah, it's great. It 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 has an amazing art style, um, an amazing amazing soundtrack. Um, that's why I definitely recommend getting the bundle so you can get the the soundtrack as well for quote unquote free with it. I guess. Um, the only problem with it is that um, the resolution of that game is 800 by 600. There's like no way around it. So <laughs> it's it's on a tiny, yeah, very tiny screen at least. But it's a pretty, well, old. I wouldn't say old, but it's from 2013 maybe already. So yeah, it's, yeah. so it's been a while. But yeah, it's really cool. But because there's also no full screen option really... Um, at least not one that is capturable for streaming. Um, yeah, it's weird that it takes you out of the game because you can see your your desktop behind it and th such. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, I I've uh, 
I crashed on Cat Lady. I got to like the final chapter of Cat Lady, and my game crashed. Oh uh, yeah, I, and I'm I'm not one to save games either, and I lost all of my progress. Yeah, I had, I had a actually had to similar it. issue. Actually, I did save my game, but apparently there's some problem with the game. So everybody, if you ever want to play it, uh, make sure you before you actually. Um, save, go into the where the save file is or should be in Steam and make sure that the folder is uh, not set to read only because it defaults to that. So I saved the game, I quit, I started the other day and I had no save file at all so I had to replay the first two chapters basically as well. Yep. But uh, Downfall is actually the the one on Steam is a basically a remake of the old downfall uh because downfall was the first first game in the series no cat lady was the first one i believe was it yeah i'm pretty sure i think there's just another game called downfall on steam because the cat lady is in downfall as well yeah it's like it's basically a trilogy but they're not like completely tied together there's just some references between each like you can basically play them in any order you want because they they don't like it's not episodic or anything it's it's really all its own story every time but there's like hints towards uh, what happened in the other games or hints towards what's gonna happen in the other games um i would recommend playing them from the the order they actually came out in because then the references are a little bit um better I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played Lorelai yet, so I'm, I'm excited. Apparently, like all these games have like multiple endings. Like Downfall has like five different endings. Cat Lady has like four or five different endings. I'm assuming Lorelai will be the be the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it all, it's it's all dependent on the actions you take as the character. So, um, can go go all the way. Like for instance, in Cat Lady, you can choose to take revenge or not take revenge. So everything splits up like the the big story is basically always the same but but uh, the results are completely different on what you do yep yeah it's super cool games the soundtrack like most like mo was saying is just absolutely phenomenal and the art i I get drawn to that art style so easily no matter what type of game it is that art style always pulls me in so but yeah, the, the the weird fact is that you have to play pretty much in like a windowed mode, mm-hmm. which um, if you can't tunnel if you can't tunnel vision yourself into a game, it does make it a little distracting because you can, like Mo was saying, see see your desktop. But um, for the most part, though, they're fantastic games, and I highly recommend them if you're into atmospheric psychological horror games. Like they're very good amazing writer and an artist because he yeah he draws every it's it's all hand drawn it's it's really cool to see it's weird the first time you look at it but it's just uh yeah it's it really gets to you to see how it goes so well sweet so uh, what we're actually going to be talking about though instead mm-hmm. of Lorelai and cat lady and harvester games is uh last action hero yeah. So, uh, 
<laughs> when we come back, uh, we will dive into Last Action Hero for the Game Boy. Stay tuned. everybody uh last action hero october of 93 for the game boy when did this movie come out 92 yeah that is a good question actually because i have uh i don't remember i'll look it up real quick on 93 oh so same year yeah so june of 93 is when the movie came out and the game came out of October of 90. Wow, that's a quick turnaround for a game. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. All right. All right. Um, developed by Bit Studio, uh, who is no longer in operation anymore. Uh, the parent company, Playwise, uh, you may have heard of them. Uh, used to do online poker stuff. Uh uh, England-based company. Uh, they pulled themselves out of the stock exchange in London, I think it was, and due to some poor trading assets and everything else, they literally just sold off everything. So, Bit Studios, Playwise, all that is I don't I don't believe a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but Bit Studio did do a lot of Game Boy titles, though. Yeah, and some of them uh, I actually really like. Some of them are quite good, yeah. Like Chase HQ, uh, Terminator Judgment Day, R-Type. You like R-Type. Yep. Spider-Man 2. No one likes Spider-Man 2. I do, no. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Uh, I only see, I like one, do not I like, like the, the amusement park section, but the rest of the game I really like. That's fair. I liked one more than two, but... Yeah. Uh, obviously, Last Action Hero. R-Type 2. Yeah. Alien 3. The best Game Boy game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 3. And Ninja Spirit, oddly enough. So, uh, they definitely had a variety of games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they weren't just set on one genre. They definitely had a variety. Yeah, they worked a um, lot together with Irem to do the ports of, of their games to different consoles. I think Bits also made them for NES and, and things like that, actually. Yeah, they 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 did the SNES NES ones as well yeah. too. They definitely worked close with Irem and LJN. Yeah. Because a lot of those titles were LJN titles as well. Yep. <laughs> um And the game was published by Sony ImageSoft, which Oof. <laughs> Typically for Game Boy in a way, for me, if I see Sony ImageSoft, I kinda stay clear. Mm -hmm. Um but uh, Imisoft would eventually merge with Sony Interactive Studios of America, which later turns into 989 Studios, which if you are a PlayStation fan base, you know who 989 Studios is because they did Cool Borders, Twisted Metal, Siphon Filter, um, and various sports games like Game Day, uh, NHL, Break, Breakaway, or whatever it's called, uh, this things of that nature. But uh, Imisoft did publish um, a few Game Boy titles, Altered Space, 
Cliffhanger, which, uh, yep, <laughs> is a game. Definitely. Gearworks. It's definitely a game. Gearworks Hook. Uh, they did the NES version of Hook as well, or published the NES version of Hook as well. Hudson Hawk, Last Action Hero, obviously. Soccer Mania and Bram Stoker Dracula. So, uh, I, I mean, they, they obviously published more games than just what I just said, but these are just the Game Boy titles. They did a lot with SNES and NES as well, too, before the, the merger would before PlayStation became a, a thing, so... Yeah, some, um, some weird games yeah. on there. Like, none of them are great quality games. Uh, but most of them are playable, at least. Like, Yeah. Yeah, at least they got that going for them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the composer <laughs> yeah. of this uh, game, um, I actually couldn't figure it out exactly. Um, I did find credits for the Amiga version of Last Action Hero, which was done by Mike Clark. Uh, the NES version was uh, done by Marshall Parker, and the Super Nintendo and Genesis version were done by Shahid Ahmad. Um, and I think if... I don't remember if there are credits in this game, but I think I saw Shahid Ahmad's name come up, um, at least during my playthrough of the game. So I'm gonna say the composer of this game would be Shahid Ahmad. That'd probably be a fair bet. I would say if he did the Game Gear version, he probably did the Game Boy version mm -hmm. as well. It's that time of uh, the episode again where we talk about the plot. Um, for the Game Boy version or the or any of the game versions, like it's of course based on the movie, but it's not exactly the same. But I think talking about the movie itself probably will explain most of it. Um, if you haven't seen Last Action Hero yet, it came out at a time um, right after the big action hero movies were getting closer and closer to the end of their line. Um, people were not really watching them anymore and they, they did not put that much effort into them anymore. Um, but like with most of uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, actually, um, they do try to put a lot of humor in his action games. Like just think of uh, Kindergarten Cop, which is yeah basically a comedy. Um, like uh, Commando has a lot of uh, funny moments in it. Uh, we talked about True Lies that came out later than this, at least, I think, right? Yeah, I think I it was so like 95 yeah, or something. It was, yeah, it was later. But yeah, during this period, a lot of people were starting to parody um, action movies um, because they were <laughs> they were getting over the top really hard and, and people did not like them anymore. And that is actually what Last Action Hero is. It's basically the biggest spoof on um, all action heroes from the late 80s and the start of the 90s. Um this movie got received well, um, I think, but not as well as it should have been because people did not really get it. Um, mostly because, yeah, it parodies itself completely. Um, the thing about this movie is it's actually about a little kid who loves going to the movies and his favorite action hero is Jack Slater, portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and yeah, he, he just likes going to those movies. Um, he gets an early uh, premiere of the Jack Slater 4 movie 
which is gonna come out because um, in the theater, um, his best friend, well, his be- <laughs> one of his friends, an old man, actually uh, does the, um, how do you call it? Um, the real? The real, yeah, he works on that. So so he already has a copy. He has to check it before they actually show it uh, in the theater. So um, the kid actually gets, uh, gets in earlier. And when he gets there, um, he gives... The old guy gives him a golden ticket, which he um, received from Houdini. Um, and it's a magical ticket. And what happens is that um, when he's watching... Jack Slater for suddenly he gets uh, sucked into the tele uh, well the the theater screen and he ends up being in the movie. Um, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger does not know he's an actor, so there's all kind of goofs uh, around that. Um, for one, he doesn't he can't even pronounce his own name, so he calls himself. Uh, Arnold Braunschweiger or something like that. Um, but yeah, the kid is trying to explain that he's actually an action hero and not a not a real person. Um, and the bad guy in the Jack Slater movie uh, gets the ticket from the kid and he actually goes into the real world. So Jack Slater has also um, has to go into the real world to try and stop him, actually. That's, that's basically the, uh, the entire plot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brausch, Brauschweiger, Brauschweiger. Is Brausch, yeah, is a is a is it a brand of sausage? <laughs> I have no idea. I believe it's a brand of German sausage. That might be. As well. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. Because, There's so, like yeah. so many tidbits in the movie that are so over the top. Like for instance, um, they, they um. The the whole thing how Jack Slater four starts is that his second cousin uh, gets killed and he's gonna take revenge for that like it it's super goofy um yeah it, it just plays on all those tropes that come in every action movie and just blows them up and and it's like amazingly funny like he just kills a guy by throwing a stick of dynamite into a trash can and you see the guy flying across the screen. Uh, <laughs> you have to look closely, but like you see his legs flying across the screen and things like that. So it does not take itself seriously, but the action scenes in this movie are actually really, really, really well done. So um, yeah, great work on that for sure. Yeah, it the movie had a ton of cameos in it. A lot of references, like Mo was saying. Like one of my favorite references is Lethal Weapon. Like that's one of my favorite movies growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Jack's house blows up, spoiler if you haven't watched the movie yet in the last twenty years, um, Jack's when Jack's house blows up, there is a detective uh, who basically says like oh, I'm retiring in two days, which is like which is a throwback to Lethal Weapon, uh Danny Glover's character Lethal Weapon, who is retiring from the police force. And there's a hint of the Lethal Weapon theme after that too in the background when he says that it's uh it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's that's but, also a great scene. Like literally every cop in that place around uh, Jack Slater's uh, well it's not it, I don't think it's his house. It's it's his second cousin's house. It's his second yeah, cousin's uh, house that yeah. gets blown up. But like literally, all the cops die, <laughs> and, and Jack Slater is just fine. There's like nothing wrong with him. It's it's just so well done. Like you see cops <laughs> in a tree, completely smoking because of the explosion and things like that. 
Uh, yeah, it's great. It's just very well done. And then the villain Benedict, uh, the one with the was it the glass eye? I think it is. Yeah, he has a glass. He eye. was based. He was based off of Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so like, there's a lot, there's a lot of references to to action hero or to action movies. But uh, this was the first movie that I believe Schwarzenegger helped produce as well. Like his name is credited as a producer right. for this, so he approved script and scenes and everything else. So that's uh, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's great, and yeah, it's also fun. Like when he goes through the real world, he of course meets the actual Arnold Schwarzenegger, and <laughs> it. it <laughs> It gets played off so great. Like he just calls himself an asshole or something. It's it's very well done. <laughs> and then when the the slasher villain goes to the goes to the uh, premiere, the reporter's like, "Oh, what you doing here today? Oh, just looking to kill some people." And yeah. it goes up to the roof. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the movie starts <laughs> with the end of Jack Slater three actually, um, where his son gets thrown off a roof while he's trying to catch Jack the Ripper, uh, basically. Um, So the actor that that portrays him is also at the premiere of Slater 4. But meanwhile, Benedict has taken the actual um, Jack the Ripper out of uh, the third movie, so he's back as well. Um, Yeah, he's just walking around completely in his garb as Jack the Ripper because he is Jack the Ripper and like his agent doesn't understand why he's completely mad at him because, oh, they're they're just gonna uh, portray, cast you completely as as a villain every time you should stop doing that. It's so, so good. It's a great movie. I I personally enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I think it it deserves a lot more respect that it uh, that it gets. Because um, yeah, yeah, again, people just didn't understand it. Um, at least not back then. Um, I think it has been a little bit more appreciated right now. Um, it's kind of the same like with Starship Troopers. Uh, Starship Troopers when it came out was not well received at all, um, and they they just didn't get that it was again just a spoof of, uh, like, sci-fi action uh, um, movies. Like, it was more as a as a criticism towards that and then criticism towards uh, how the army works and things like that. And people just didn't get it. But Starship Troopers is also one of the, uh, at least in, in certain circles, regarded as, like, an amazing um, movie uh, nowadays. Yeah. So That's a good movie, too. Mm-hmm. I, I just think when they released Last Action Hero, Star, Starship Troopers, I think that the timing was just slightly off. Like, we were just in that transition out of the action action movies like that. So I think, like, if they were to release the movies just a tad bit later, I think they may have done a little bit better. But the fact that they were still in that, like, gray transition area by mimicking and mocking these action hero movies but they're still making action hero movies mm-hmm. like I feel like there was an overlap that people just didn't quite understand but yeah no, they're both fantastic movies yeah. recommend them both absolutely so yeah the plot as far as this game goes um, you don't play as the kid named uh, Danny actually uh, you just play as Jack Slater 
Um, it's kind of the same as the movie, I would say. Like, Benedict has gotten into the real world, so you're trying to stop him and Jack the Ripper. Um, so that's that's basically the entire plot of this game. Like, there's not much more that you need to know, actually. Yeah, no. Uh, Gameplay-wise, um, you would think it's just going to be a platform and beat him up, which for the most part it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Uh, stage 1 <laughs> presents itself as a platform and beat him up. Where um, in stage one you progress through the stage, going left and right, jumping over, jumping over uh, pitfalls, and jumping onto platforms while beating up enemies along the way, and collecting ticket stubs. And after you've collected X amount of ticket stubs, you get a power up item. And in the first stage, you start off with a fire extinguisher that lets you put out the fires in like the first half of the stage, because otherwise you can't progress. And then as you go through the second half of the stage, your power becomes a bomb to take down the walls to get to the rooftop. Uh, And you can't really miss any tickets at all. Like you have to fight everyone on the screen because they have, because they'll drop a ticket stub and you have ticket stubs that are just floating and falling down from the air. And sometimes you have to wait for them, which is kind of tedious, but you have to collect all the ticket stubs to progress through the stage. Um, stage two is you fight Jack the Ripper. Uh, if you've ever watched the movie, um, very early on, you get to see, um, Jack Slater three, you get to see the end of it basically when Slater faces off against Jack the Ripper, uh, pretty much the same sequence, punch him until he falls off the roof and you're good to go there. That's the end of that stage. Um, stage three, it was very reminiscent of Ghostbusters 2 on NES because it's a driving sequence. Um, it's a top-down view, and you're in a car, and again, you're collecting ticket stubs. And once you've collected... I, I forgot how many ticket stubs it was. It was a decent amount of ticket mm-hmm. stubs. Um, you do a barrel roll over a river onto the other side. But... Uh, Along the way, like, you crash into cars that can drop ticket stubs. Uh, But you also have to be wary of your health. So, like, your health bar is also attributed to this as well, too. So, if you hit cars, I don't know if, I don't remember if they take away your hip hip points and all. But if you hit, like, the side of the road, if you hit potholes, you lose health. And the car isn't exactly easy to drive. And... You have to be very, very, very quick in response to collect tickets. And the ticket hitbox isn't exactly great in the car. <laughs> nope. Um, I have definitely driven through tickets and not collected them. Yeah. Um, so as you get towards the second half of the driving stage, you come across a helicopter that is shooting missiles or dropping bombs at you, however you want to look at it. So you need to dodge the explosions and potholes while trying to finish collecting the rest of the tickets that you need to finish the stage. If you don't collect all the tickets, the car doesn't make the jump and you crash to the river and you get to do the whole stage over again. Um, stage four is absolutely pointless and should have <laughs> never been in the game. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you collect five ticket stubs to get a bomb power up that you use on the edge of a platform to knock down a platform to jump to the end of the stage. It's literally a five-second stage. Yep. Uh, literally pointless. <laughs> uh, stage five, in my opinion, was the most tedious stage of them all because that was the elevator stage. 
Um, this stage will definitely test your patience uh, with with some pretty precise jumping and a little bit of blind jumping if you are not patient at all. So throughout this stage, you need to collect every single ticket again. Common theme in this game. And you have to jump from elevator to elevator across a skyscraper to get to the rooftop. Uh, sometimes you have to ride the elevator all the way up, jump, grab the ticket, and then ride the elevator again and creep to the edge to see the edge of another elevator to see where it's at. However, if you don't have any patience or if you think you've been waiting a long time, you may just end up blind jumping to the right or left completely missing an elevator and have to redo it all over again in a way. And mind you, each stage is timed. You have a time limit to complete each stage. And the time limit for some of these stages are pretty tight. Yeah, um, especially the first stage. That one is... is uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you overcome yeah, that first, first stage, stage, it gets easier, in my opinion. But yeah, that, it's, it, the timing on the first stage is like a little bit too tight to get through. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you so as you progress through stage five, get all the tickets and get to the rooftop, uh, you fight a very easy helicopter boss with a very predictable bullet pattern. The only hard part about the helicopter is that it does move side to side, semi unpredictable, uh, but the patterns are always the same. It will always shoot two bullets in the middle and then two bullets to the side. So there's actually some pretty safe places to do that. You lay down like these missile traps, shoot some Patriot missiles at it, and after a few hits, it goes down. Yeah, it's basically the high and D fight from Metal Gear, but worse. Yeah. worse of course. Yeah, not <laughs> not as good. Um, stage six is another driving sequence. Cool. There's no sweet barrel roll at the end of it. You just kind of pull up to the, I believe it's the premiere. Yeah, the uh, in the movie. Yeah. So. Um, stage seven will very much remind you of stage one, mm -hmm. uh, where you have to collect a large amount of tickets to get a key, uh, to get up to the rooftop. And then stage eight is your final fight against Jack the Ripper, uh, to save Danny this time around. Uh, and yeah, stage, you don't see Danny, but I guess you don't, yeah. you don't see him. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see Danny, but in stage nine, Jack the Ripper falls down. And then jumps into the movie screen and then turns into uh, Vigo from <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, I don't know where that suddenly <laughs> came from, but sure, like, why not? Um, I guess they yeah. have to do something. Uh, but yeah, that, that, is, that is such a weird turn of events. Like, this is... Okay, um, I guess spoilers for the end of the movie. What happens is that the ticket gets a little bit corrupted and uh, that comes out of the movie screen uh, from... What, yeah, which movie? What, like a very old movie. Like I can't remember. Yeah, I can't name. remember. Um, so that actually comes to, to live in the real world and starts killing people. So I guess they're kind of trying to do that, but it just looks like Vigo from Ghostbusters 2, really. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, v it turned, the movie screen turns into Vigo, and uh, the movie screen shoots projectiles at you. Once you've understood the pattern and when to attack, it's honestly a very, very simple fight. Um, and then what, it's, a, it's a long fight, too. Mm. It's oddly a very long fight, yeah. even. Um, but once you finally beat it, uh, you, you beat Last Action Hero. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's weird. Like, you don't really fight Benedict, um, even though he is the villain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of... Unless he is the second Jack the Ripper, but that wouldn't make sense either, so whatever. Unless he was in the helicopter? I have yeah, no idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you don't see or fight Benedict at all. Um... To be fair, yeah. Benedict is really hard to translate into a video game because he's really just a dude. Like, there's nothing more to him. In the movie, he has his glass eye and he's a sharpshooter, basically. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I don't know how you would portray that very well in, in like, a video game. I haven't played the other games, by the way, like, on the other systems. I don't know how those go. Uh, those, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> how those go but uh yeah in this one at least it, it wouldn't have been that great to fight Benedict. yeah that's fair but uh yeah that, i mean that's the gameplay in a show like it's a it's very simple gameplay um the game just tests tests your patience every once in a while um and then, like like Mo said, the the timing of the first level is very tight, so uh, it's a bit of trial and error understanding how the game works to get through that stage. Yeah, that. But one, once you're at stage one, it's not bad. Yeah, that like when I started playing this game, that was like the stage where I was like, "Whoa! If the entire game is like this, this is gonna be pretty tough." But <laughs> once you're done with stage one, <laughs> it's it's super easy. Like I did game over because you have limited continues in this game. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, I gave over during the second uh, driving sequence. Um, but yeah. Watch you do the driving sequences were so yeah. good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, after, after that, I was, yeah, I was done with it. it. It took me basically two tries to get through the game. So it's, it's definitely not a hard game at all. No. Just the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the the big problem with that first stage is like you do have a health bar um and when you fight any of the goons that you come across sometimes your buttons do not work or it just moves too slow or something like that and you get hit and then um there's only one health refill in that stage it's it's a very <laughs> hard very stage. End. yeah yeah, there's, there's one at the very end that you don't even need anymore because you just get full health when you're fighting uh, uh, Jack it's the Ripper. It's so good. It's so good. They have a health power-up after you have gone and fought all the goons. But then as soon as you transition into the next stage, you get one extra heart because if you look right. at your hit points, yeah. you have empty hearts. But as you progress through the game, you get one heart for every level that you play through. So when you go and fight Jack the Ripper... The first time in stage two, it just refills your entire health bar, so there's no point in collecting that that health mm, at the end mm. at all. <laughs> yeah, weird choice there, but yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. Oh god, what a good game! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cover art for the game. Um, it is literally just the movie poster. Yeah. And the movie poster kind of is weird because I'm not sure why there's a dinosaur on it. Well, they went to the dino park. Remember the tart? Oh, Remember the, uh, tar right. There's a, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, okay, I guess. Um, but yeah, the, the movie poster is reminiscent of like... Even like 60s action movies, I would say as well. Cause, and, and like um, early 80s. Like, If I see this poster, it kind of reminds me of an Indiana Jones poster, actually. Uh, 
Yeah. So it, it's kind of like that. But yeah, you see the the movie screen or the theater screen with um, Jack Slater jumping out with Danny in his, uh, in his arm. Uh, and then you see like some characters from the movie in the background. Um, I guess at the bottom it's Benedict. But he kind of yep, looks like... Oh, man. He kind of looks like... Um, yeah, not like Benedict. He looks like one of those guys with... with it's probably how it's uh, colored in, but it looks like one of those uh, evil guys with a, um, with a goatee. Uh, but I can't come up with, with the name of the actor I'm trying to think of right now. Uh, but yeah, you see Jack the Ripper. You see... Um, I don't know... Again, um, I'm not sure if I'm seeing this correctly, but it looks like the police inspector from, from the Naked Gun actually at the yeah. right. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what what he is doing in there because I don't think he's in the movie. But sure, um, you see, I don't know what her name is, but this was her first movie. Um, she later played Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat One, uh, the blonde girl. Um, yeah, yeah a, I can't remember her name yeah. But yeah, it's it's a great poster, so it worked fine as the game uh, cover as well, I guess. Yeah. And uh, a little trivia is, I know we're a Game Boy podcast, but the Game Gear is a one-to-one port of the Game Boy version, but it's in color. Amazing. <laughs> So that means it'll destroy your batteries three times mm-hmm. as fast. <laughs> um, general reception of the game, uh, Mo touch base in the movie. Uh, it was received okay. It made $137 million in the box office. That is definitely okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think the budget was like $80 million, yeah. I think, or something like that. So they definitely made profit. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a complete flop. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the games, however, are not as praised. Um, the Super Nintendo version is often talked about to be one of the worst games. If you've never played the Super Nintendo version, I warn you to avoid it. <laughs> it is quite bad. Uh, but yeah, that's basically about all there is for last actual reception in a way, at least for the Game Boy version. Uh, there's not much out there about the Game Boy version. Yeah. A lot out there for the Genesis and Super Nintendo, though. Yeah, like usual, of course. Uh, Game Boy yeah, game like gets often overlooked. Um, I don't even think a lot of people played this game, to be perfectly honest. I don't think many people knew this game existed. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So yeah, when we come back, uh, we'll give you some thoughts and history of the game and a little bit of the speedrunning section of the game. Stay tuned. back everybody um mo what is your history and thoughts of this video game yeah so i have no history with this game at least um i have history with the movie which i saw as a kid and and loved it back then and, and still love it today um most of the 
Arnold Schwarzenegger movies from that era were just really fun to watch as a kid. So, um, but yeah, I picked this because I wanted to do like a sequel episode to our True Lies episode, which is <laughs> the best one we've did. But apparently, nobody wants to listen to it for some reason. Um, hopefully, because you still want to see True Lies and don't get spoiled, and then actually listen to it. Uh, but yeah, that was that was just a really fun episode for us to do because we didn't really talk about the game much, uh, but more about. <laughs> the movie so i, I kind of wanted to do that again and after our little break this is a nice uh, thing to to start things back up again actually um so yeah i played it for uh for the podcast um uh yeah i had fun with it like i didn't hate it or anything um of course it was not one of the the high flyers of the Game Boy library um but i think it's cool that they put a lot of variation in it with yeah, at least uh like breaking the, the cycle a little bit by putting in those driving sequences. Um, the boss fights are also like not what you would expect immediately. Um, like usually you have to just fight in, until the <laughs> hell bar of the boss go down in this. Well, yeah, you don't see a hell bar, of course, for the last boss, but it, it's a kind of different fight than you would expect in, in like a, a platformer beat em up game. Um, but, Pushing somebody off the roof is also not really always the solution in video games. But yeah, if you know the movie, then it absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, it, it took me, I think, about an hour to get through this. So it wasn't uh, something that, that took me a lot of time to actually get through, which is always nice. Um, I'd rather play something like this, which isn't the best quality of game but that you can at least get through and feel like you've uh, not wasted your time playing it for hours and hours and hours because it's just unfair to actually beat um yeah i i would i recommend this i don't really know like if you have an hour to spare maybe check it out um you should get through it pretty easily for sure um and yeah, you won't have a bad time at least, unless you really have some issues with uh, the timing on, on how to uh, get through the first stage, which was, in my opinion, the biggest uh, problem with this game. It, it's a little bit too tight and, and the way you have to fight uh, is, is yeah, not the best thing. Like We haven't talked about this, but you basically have two forms of attack. Um, you have a punch and you have like a roundhouse kick. Uh, but the wind-up for a roundhouse kick is, like, very inconsistent to uh, time your hits correctly, so you s just stick to the, the normal punches. Um, and it's kind of weird that they went with just punching, actually, in this uh, game, because Jack Slater has, like, this huge revolver he uses all the time, shooting everybody, so I'm kind of surprised they... Yeah, <laughs> didn't make you just shoot everybody, which is a yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, I've had fun. Um, I I would say check it out at least. Um, do not uh, do not think this is one of those very bad movie based games. Um, it's actually worth at least to to try it out once. Yeah, I would say that I don't. I also have a history with the Game Boy version. Um. Like Mo, I grew up watching the movie as well, too, as a kid. Um, but I did have history with the Super Nintendo version, because I remember renting the Super Nintendo game as a kid and absolutely just hating it. So uh, I do have history with that. 
But as far as this game, I, I knew this game existed because of Game Boy Adventure. I actually didn't know this game existed as a kid at all for Game Boy. Um, so I saw it on the list for Game Boy Adventure, and I saw that it was published by ImageSoft. So I kind of kept it off of my radar purposely uh, because I played Cliffhanger, and I kind of understood what I would probably be getting into. But like Mo said, he wanted to do a sequel to True Lies, basically. So uh, we... <laughs> He chose Last Action Hero yeah. for the game, so I uh, I ended up playing this game twice, mostly because of how long it took us to record this episode because we've been so busy. Uh, I played it immediately after we announced it as the next episode because I thought we were going to try and do recordings before I left for Summer Games Done Quick, uh, which added a lot of stress to me because I was trying to get a lot of stuff done in that month before I left for vacation. Um, but we didn't get, we didn't do the recording. So I ended up playing it again at SGDQ in the practice room because I knew we'd probably record after I got back. So, and I've completely forgot the game in its entirety because I rushed through it the first <laughs> time. Uh, but it's honestly not a terrible game. It's a, it's a slightly above average Game Boy game. Uh, with a pretty good soundtrack, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would say like Mo would say like play it like if you just play it for a, a, you know an hour or a couple hours or whatever your first hurdle is gonna be the first stage. Once you get past the first stage, that's pretty much your biggest hurdle. Uh, even if you don't beat the game, like just play it. Like it's a fairly enjoyable time time killer. Uh, if you have fifteen twenty minutes, whatever you're waiting for. If you're if you're going to school still and you're listening to the podcast, you're waiting for a bus. I don't know what you kids do nowadays, but <laughs> pop it into the pop it into the Game Boy and <laughs> that's what we used to do. Yeah. Pop it into the Game Boy, you know, and play it for twenty minutes and wait for your bus to come. Uh or if you ride a subway or whatever it is that you all do. Um you won't be disappointed. I mean if anything. Uh the worst part of the game in my opinion, is the driving sequences, those that, that frustrated me because it reminded me of Ghostbusters 2 and how much I hated the driving sequences in Ghostbusters 2 and NES. Uh, the hitboxes on enemies, I had a really hard time with hitboxes on enemies because I felt like if I were to, if I mashed my punch button, it didn't do all the damage that I was dealing out. Like I had to rhythmically like understand when to press my punch button. And I had to wait for tickets to fall to collect them. So it doesn't seem like a big deal just waiting for them. But when you're in stage one and you're watching that timer tick down to like double digits and you're waiting for a ticket to fall from the sky, it's a little stressful. <laughs> so um, that was probably my, my least favorite part of the game was waiting for the tickets to fly. But uh, yeah, like I, like I said, like the game is not terrible. Uh like I like I said, slightly above average with a with a really good soundtrack, uh, worth playing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, sadly, this is the last um, Arnold game on Game Boy. Um, 
where you actually play as Arnold. Let me say it like that, because uh, yeah, there you go. there's yeah, still yeah, yeah. Terminator 2 Judgment Day and, and uh, the arcade shooter. Arcade uh, but yeah. in the in in the platformer, you play as Sarah Connor, and in the other one, you play as, I think, just a random um, resistance soldier. Uh, maybe John Connor, I don't know. Maybe you play as him. But yeah, you don't actually play... Uh, as Arnold anymore so true lies and this one is the only Arnie action you're gonna get on Game Boy so and both of them are decent games at least yeah true lies was great mm-hmm. even that even the podcast episode was yeah great. absolutely uh <laughs> yeah no true lies was fantastic I was very surprised because Mo chose true lies for my Game Boy adventure uh I think after I beat Alien 3 yeah. <laughs> even and uh, it, I was very surprised at how fun that game was. And then I was actually surprised at how fun Blast uh, Action Hero was, too. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah because I, I do remember that I tried Last Action Hero one time um, in the past. Uh, and because that first stage is such a, yeah, a weird one, like it, it really put me off of the game, ever wanted to try it again. But now that I've sat down and played it, which only took an hour, like I said... Because uh, it's like a twenty-minute game or something. It's it's really not that long. Um, yeah, it was really worth playing through it at least. And then we'll do Sylvester Stallone games next. <laughs> yeah, is there anything besides Cliffhanger really? Just Cliffhanger, Just cliffhanger I think. Cliffhanger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no, Dread. Oh yeah, Judge yeah. Dread is on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Judge Dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speedrunning segment. There is actually no Game Boy leaderboard for Last Action Hero. There is an NES one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a task for the Game Boy game. There's no speedruns, but there is a task for it. Uh, the task was done by Tabarel. Tabarel? Yeah, I would I say the, 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 the Barrel. The <laughs> Barrel? Yeah. Uh, but the task is eleven minutes and thirty-one seconds. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, so it's so it's open for submissions. The leader, well, you have human to make speed it run, sub fifteen minutes. Yeah. if you put some time into it. But yeah, I I would say go go speed run it. Go submit a leaderboard. Go go make it popular. Yeah, fun game. But yeah. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about community events upcoming. We have a decent amount of them. Any listener questions and what you're going to hear next time on This Is Game Boy. Community events coming up related to the Game Boy. We have a decent amount in the very close future. Um, we have Midwest Speed Fest, uh, which is the submissions are closed for it. It will be August twenty third to August twenty fifth. Um, 
Midwest Speed Fest is a pretty interesting um, marathon. I went to it last year, or partook in it last year. Um, they do both in-person and online runs. So they segment out their marathon where between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. are in-person marathon runs. So you actually go to the event, run them at the actual event space. And then overnight runs are all online runs. So you don't actually have to be from the Midwest um at all to partake in this you can be from anywhere in the world you can be online you just have to do it through the overnight hours very cool very cool marathon ran by some super cool people uh super stigma salem 2019 never heard. i don't know a ton about this yeah i i don't know a ton about this marathon uh i know the organizer i know the organizers for this group or for this marathon rather it is a in-person marathon in Wisconsin. Uh, submissions are open until August 3rd. I don't know when this episode comes out. It'll probably be closed by the time this episode yeah. comes out. Um, the marathon is October 4th through October 6th. Um, again, super cool organizers. I hang out with them at GDQs and whatnot. Talk to them regularly on Discord. Uh, GDQX. The second annual GDQX, I guess, second ever. Yeah. Uh, submissions are closed for this, and it will be September 27th through September 29th. Game list comes out on July 27th. So we'll get to see if any Game Boy games were submitted, A, and mm. if any Game Boy games are accepted, B. Yeah. So um, then we have Cusa Grande slash Brasencia's Big Bad Gameathon. Uh, I believe submissions are closed for this now, and that will run from September 20th to September 22nd. I want to say I submitted to this, but I don't know what I submitted <laughs> to this. Okay. But uh, probably a Game Boy game or two. Actually, no, I, I submitted Titus the Fox and something else. So, Titus the Fox Game Boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Speedy Fist Winter Edition. Um, we had a Speedy Fist earlier this year in April, which was my first time running in it. And I did uh, Shaq Fu, part of the Shaq Fu block. <laughs> I did Shaq Fu Game Boy. Uh, I closed out the Shaq Fu block with Shaq Fu Game Boy. Uh, Speedy Fist Winter Edition submissions are open July 29th and they close on September 15th. And the marathon is October 18th to October 20th. Again, organizers are super cool. It's mainly the same people that uh, organize Midwest Midwest Speed Fest. Um, and Speedy Fist is a speedrunning marathon of nothing but fighting games. So I know fighting games don't get a lot of love, but they get a lot of love in this marathon. Let me tell you what. Um, super fun marathon. So very, very chill organizers. Always a good time. Um, we have other there's other events way way out in the future. We'll talk about them in later episodes. Yeah. Uh, as for listener questions, there weren't any questions that I saw. Uh, we have some remarks of I didn't know this game existed on the Game Boy, which I was one of those few people as well as a child. Um, and I and I also found out that Arnold Schwarzenegger was seventy one years old. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked a question to just like everybody in the Discord. What is your favorite Arnold movie? Um, I can't pull up the results anymore of that, but yeah, it was pretty much always the same. Basically, um, most people just go for like Terminator Two, of course. 
or uh, or predator. I think the other uh, yeah answer was for me personally. I think it's Commando. Actually, I think that's my favorite uh, Arnold movie. Mine is what's that one where he's like a detective? Not True Lies, but um, where he's a detective. Uh, um, I should put Arnold Detective. Detective. <laughs> it's not True Lies, but uh, not Kindergarten Cop. Ah, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Oh, what the heck is it called? I'm trying to think now, but I have no idea. I, I am. Like, it's definitely not Predator. I literally just watched it the other day, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. what is it? Um, I know where he's a Russian guy, but that was one of his not-so-good movies. What is it called? Yeah, Red Heat? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was Red yeah. Heat. That one is... I don't like that one very much. Oh, Eraser. Oh, right, Eraser. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's one a lot of people forget about. That's a really good one as well. Doesn't he find like a crocodile in it or <laughs> something? In yeah, a... yeah, he does. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Oh, and another one a lot of people uh, don't say that much. Yeah, of course, Total Recall, um, very popular. Uh, oh, it's a very um, good movie. Um, The Running Man, which is yeah, amazing. The, the Running Man, so good. Mm -hmm. So good. End of Days, terrible movie. <laughs> That's a terrible but, movie. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, his newer Batman ones are Robin. great, but uh, I did like, um, maybe we talked about this in the True Lies episode, but I did like the one with, uh, he did together with Sylvester Stallone, where they have to, like, escape from a prison. Uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, the one where he has to protect, like, this hillbilly town, well, not hillbilly town, like, uh, a Texas uh, town somewhere in the middle of the desert together with Johnny Knoxville. Not that good. Not that good. I don't remember what yeah, it's called, no. but that's also one of his newer ones. Yeah, Collateral Damage. That wasn't bad. That was a semi-new one. Yeah. Collateral yeah, Damage yeah. wasn't terrible. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah. well, the new Terminator is going to come out, but looking at the trailer, it's going to be pretty... Uh, <laughs> so... I We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Like Genesis wasn't bad in my opinion, but the story was just ridiculous. But the movie itself was at least good. Yeah. And then uh, he was in Batman and Robin. Let's not forget yeah, Mr. Yeah. Freeze. <laughs> it's time to freeze. That was yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Twins. Twins was good. Uh, if with, you uh, like Danny, those Danny movies, yeah, Twins was, was good. Was that Danny DeVito? And, and uh, what was the other one with DeVito where he... Junior. Junior, yeah. Yeah. Those are yeah, weird, but fun, at least. The junior was... I remember watching Junior as a kid, and I did not understand what was happening. <laughs> and then as an adult, I understand more what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird choice. And of course, one of the best Christmas movies of all time, Jingle All the Way. So. Jingle All the Way, yep. Yep. And I'll be curious to see what this new Terminator brings, for sure. I'm uh I'm skeptical, but I'm hopeful at the same time. Yeah. I, I like I like Terminator. Yeah. The the first three movies I well the third yeah, okay. One and two are Masterpiece is the third one is a good action flick, but everything that you know, Genesis was all right. 
Which one was three? That was like what, Rise of the Machines? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that one was alright. Genesis was okay. I Genesis was the weakest of the four, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it was it was okay. Yeah. And I don't remember what the other one is called. The the, nah, the one in, in the actual future. Look. Blah. Was bad. Get it out of here. With the with the CG Arnold. Ugh. No, no, don't, please. I don't know if I ever saw that one. <laughs> yeah, just don't. It's it's just terrible. <laughs> Let's see here. Thoughts and suggestions by the audience, aka you all listeners. Um, if you have again feedback for us, uh, you want to give us some praise. If you want to give us some critical feedback. Uh, obviously leave comments in the SoundCloud, uh, hop into our Discord, which uh, we'll tell you where to find later. And by later, I mean probably within the next, like, minute. Um, talk to us on Twitter, like, tweet at us. We have a Monochrome City, or this is a Game Boy, uh, Twitter account. Yeah. Or you can tweet at Mo and I, uh, separately or together. You can chat us on Twitch, you know, whatever. We have a lot of avenues you can talk to us at. Absolutely. A lot of avenues. Um, and uh, in terms of where they can find us, they can find me at Belthic Gaming on Twitch, Twitter, Insta- Instagram even. I've been posting on Instagram lately. And uh, I, might, my, I have a YouTube channel, but it doesn't have the branded URL yet because mm-hmm. I don't upload to it because I suck at uploading videos. <laughs> And then obviously you can find our wonderful producer legs at Sprinty Legs on Twitch. Uh, I think I think on Discord. She might be legs on Discord yeah, now. Legs. legs on YouTube. Um, and then where can they find you, Mo? You can find me on YouTube, uh, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, just slash Mule, and that's spelled M O E L L E U H. It's all, all the same, so that's that's easy to find. But there's, of course, an easier way than trying to remember all of these uh, URLs. Just go to one URL, uh, which is uh, gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B, where you just find links to everything. So you, you just have to click on things instead of typing them into your browser of choice. That's true. And on that page is a link to the Patreon and if you enjoy the podcast so much, you all, you can be a patron. Is that what they're called? Yep. A patron? Absolutely. A patron to This Is Game Boy. And once we have hit $20 a month, Mo and I will actually start live broadcasting our podcast episode. So yeah, the next time on This Is Game Boy, our spidey senses are tingling. Amazing. Amazing. Spectacular even uh, superior it could be superior as well yeah it could also be ultimate uh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) could be friendly neighborhood even like whoa might even do some web slinging
like Mary Jane in the Spider-Man PS4 game. Oh, amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. 